The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Well, a very pleasant good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Mark Segrist, along with Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, owner Brian Wickert, and Chief Millennial Loan Consultant David Wickert. If you have a question or a comment, give us a call or text us at the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The number, as always, is 414-799-1620. Gentlemen, good morning. What a beautiful day out there, huh? A uh, beautiful day. I'm hoping that people are inspired to list their homes for sale. Yes. David? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Okay, yeah. Get out there. It's Now it's time. The snow is gone, or mostly gone. The ground has thawed. A little bit, yeah. Yes. I think you can. They have machines that can put those for sale posts in, yes. even in the dead of winter. All right, so home shoppers in southeastern Wisconsin face, I'm calling it the most severe shortage of available homes for sale, maybe ever. A dearth. A dearth, a, what's the, what's the opposite of a plethora? A A dearth. A dearth, okay. So we were talking before the show, Mark, on the air, I've been running this ad that uses the simile, tight as the lug on a flat tire, to describe the state of available inventory, and as I mentioned, I had the opportunity to change a flat tire. How'd that go for you? It, I could not get the lug nuts loose despite using a three-pound sledgehammer to tap on the lug wrench. Wow. So I ended up pumping up the tire, taking it over to the tire store, which there's a tire store only a mile from our house. There you go. And they changed it or fixed, repaired the tire for only $38.50. All right. But anyway, <laughs> so that's exhibit number one. It is hard. It is tight. Lug nuts are tight, so it's a good simile. One of the top agents in all of Waukesha County told me the current number of homes she has listed for sale is the lowest ever in her career, three. Wow. And not because she's not an awesome listing agent. It's just people wow. were, did not want to list their homes in February. They're waiting for the snow to thaw. Okay. Hmm. All right. Exhibit number three, I said, well, let me just dig into Waukesha County. Single family home sales. And so... Um, and then listings. So what I did was I took the active listings that do not have offers. There are only 648 in all of Waukesha County. Hmm. All right. And then I went price range by price range and overlaid March of last year's home sales. So let me give you an example. There are currently a whopping 26 single-family detached homes sold, uh, listed for sale in Waukesha County priced at under 200,000, 26 in the whole county. That are not under contract. That are not under contract. They are truly available for sale. Okay. Last March, 62 people bought single-family detached homes. So let's do our math, right? We always say, what's the number of month supplies? If you're between, if you're three and under, it's a seller's market. Three to six months supply is neutral and over six months supply. This is a 0.4 month supply. It's a six hour market. Yeah. 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 That is a problem. All right. Wow. In the 200 to 249 price range, there are actually 39 single family detached homes for sale. And last year, 49 people closed in that price range in Waukesha County. That is a 0.8 month supply. Yeah. 250 to 299, a 0.6 month supply. 
300 to 399 ah finally there's a hundred of those for sale really? and only 70 people bought homes in that price range last year in mm-hmm. Waukesha County 1.4 month supply still tight as the lid on a pickle jar another one of my good similes, similes. Uh, 400 to 499 there's a 2.8 month supply that's still a seller's market yeah. it's not until you get to the 500 to 749 thousand dollar price range in Waukesha County that you get to a 5.5 month supply hmm. when you're 750 to a million 18 month supply and then over a million 14 month supply so clearly all you have to do is buy a home over 500,000. Yes. <laughs> That's the then answer. You'll have the, your pick. That is frighteningly tight. Yes. Uh, and the only thing that... Well, but also, I mean, good for sellers. Absolutely. And, and home values. Yes, indeed. And so we've been talking, you know, for um, <clears throat> weeks, if not months, about how you have to be aggressive as a home buyer. Yeah. You cannot be timid. And then the other thing... It becomes I, your other full-time job. It really does. The other thing, it's not any better for uh, condos. Uh, just looking for that number. The basic rule of thumb that I found is if you just say how many listings are there out there, mm-hmm. knock 40% off. Four out of 10 listings already have offers. Oh. As a general rule of thumb, whether you're talking condos or single family, that's, that's at least in Waukesha County. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd dive in on that. So list your house for sale yeah, please it's going to go fast but you do i, I kind of get it you know if, if you're acutely aware of this circumstance and you're a seller you got to plan for what you're going to do after you sell because your house is going to go quick probably it, yeah especially if it's in good condition yeah. it's going to go very quickly all right so when we come back from this first break let us talk about a first-time home buyer that i talked to yesterday hmm. uh Looking to buy all hot to trot on new construction uh, in Waterford. Lots of uh, teachable or interesting things that came up in that conversation that we'll share with our audience right after this. This will be a good good segment. Looking forward to this one. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Okay, gentlemen, first time home buyers, new construction going up. What do we need to know? Here's the scoop. So, this home shopper called me in November, uh, employee of a customer of ours, an existing customer of ours, and, and a friend as well. And so, yesterday I get the call, the voicemail message Hey, Brian, I need to get all my stuff to you right away. Because no, now it's March and he hasn't gotten us anything <laughs> since November. It reminds me, our coworker John just always says, after the first of the year, people come out of their slumber and suddenly they want to buy a house. That's right. Yeah. So nothing like finding a house you want to write an offer on. Like, I got to get you my stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready now. Yep, yep. And because uh, I want to make an offer on this new construction home. Turns out it's in the village of Waterford asking about three twenty-five, dollars hmm. uh, But it's been on the market since November. Hmm. Four months, no offers. So the new house has been ready to go since November? I think so. I mean, that's when it got listed. Mm, Okay. You know, I could tell that by looking at the MLS. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you know, should you offer them 325? Oh. I mean, the only reason that you think it's worth 325 is because that's what it's listed for. That's right. What is that called, David? Anchoring. Anchoring. That's right. Price anchoring. So there's one question that we talked about a little bit. Now, here's the other thing. New construction. Guess what? There's no driveway. And there's no grass. Mm. So one topic of discussion that we bantied about was the builder said that they could 
put in the cement driveway and the landscaping, which basically means grass, for 15000 In like, addition to the purchase yeah, price? Yeah, right, right, right. So yeah. if they, that would mean they would like to get three forty. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so I explained to them if you, cause there was like, oh, I, I know a guy and maybe I can get it for cheaper. And you know, like, Oh, okay. If you don't have it installed, it's not part of the contract. Then guess what the appraiser gets to do? Find comparable sales. And then the appraiser gets to estimate what a driveway and landscaping are worth. And the appraiser is going to subtract that dollar amount from each of the comparable sales. Okay. Okay. In fact, I think I also saw one where the uh, Fannie Mae servicer wanted us to get a comp without a driveway and grass. Does that exist? Uh, it could. Okay. You know, new construction. So that was a surprise to him. And he, and he, and he said, like, oh, I, well, because you have to, what is the value of the driveway? Exactly. Com- compared to a house that does have a driveway. That's right. And then he kind of asked, well, but, but the local uh, uh, code requires you to put in the landscaping and the and the driver within a year can't you just take that into account i said no no because you could stop making your payment right. on payment number five and not have done that and we need to know what it's worth on the day we close the loan so that that made sense to him okay. and i thought it was an interesting question yes all right so now um it is what ex- is the value of the property on the day that you close correct yeah so i said i kind of like the idea of you including it in the uh, landscaping in the driveway in the contract because a then it'll get done yeah b then we get the count and the, vi- and the value, which means C, you get to finance it because he was going to put 5% down. Oh. So if you don't include it, you got to pay cash. And you get half. You know, yeah. you even get for half, you got to come up with that money out of your pocket. Right. <clears throat> All right. So that's another reason I like it. All right. Now, so to say it another way, it's hey, it, it's listed for 325 You need $15,000 worth of work, offer three forty, yep. and then, okay. Yep. Because then it's... Then we can paid. finance it. Okay. Right. Now, but this time of year, what's going to happen? Snow. That's well, or cold. Are they going to be able to put the driveway in no. before we close? No. no. Landscape? No. They can't plant grass this time of year. Right. So we are going to have to do an... Escrow holdback. Escrow holdback for mm-hmm. weather-related items. <clears throat> so I explained that to them, that, okay, your builder's not going to get all the money. Uh, and we take the $15,000 quoted cost puff it up by 20%, and so we withhold $18,000 from the proceeds given to the builder, and the builder knows this, but the buyer's first-time buyer, they never heard of this. Right. We set that money aside. So that it gets done. Yep. It's hostage money. Right. And then when it gets done, we have proof that it's done from the builder, Mm -hmm. and then we release the money to the builder. And we can take up to six months to get that done. So you're now on the clock. At least we all know it's going to get done in six months. So he liked that idea. Uh, then the next thing that we're going to talk about is this. I said, so, because he hadn't given me a social security number back in November. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't even have your social security number. I had collected information and filled it in about his income, his job history, and his residence history and all that stuff. So I said, what do you think your credit score is? Well, Credit Karma says that I'm a 756 FICO score. Mm. I said, well, great. Let's see what your real credit score is. He went, what do you mean my real credit score? We will cover that when we come back after this break. And you are listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. And we're back with Brian and David. Gentlemen, back to you. Let's talk about, uh, so we're talking about a first-time home buyer and conversation we had yesterday and where he tells me, hey, my credit karma score is 756. I say, well, let's see what your real credit score is. 
put it in, and he goes, what do you mean real credit score? This says it's a FICO credit score. I said, yeah, I know, but um, what you don't know is that there are actually about 60, oh. 60 different flavors of FICO scores. Okay? Credit, if you're buying a car, there's a FICO score for that. There's a FICO score for credit cards. Fair Isaac Fair Isaac, yeah. So FICO does stand for Fair Isaac Corporation. That's why it's called FICO. And um, 90% of mortgage lenders, according to Fair Isaacs. Publicly traded company, by the way. Okay. Use these three versions. The Equifax Beacon 5 score. The Experian FICO Risk Model 2. And the TransUnion FICO Risk Score Classic 04. And I confirm that because those are exactly the ones we use. Okay. So I found this little article online. I'm like, by God, this is accurate. Those are the ones we use. And so his real score is 723, not 756. And I Mm. asked him because he was on his computer or whatever. I said, like, what FICO score does it say they're using? Well, the Score Advantage 5. I said, see, there you go. They're using the Score Advantage 5. We're using the Classic 4. It's different. (laughs) Similar, okay. but different. Those are called educational credit scores, by the way, I found out. Oh. So what you get on Credit Karma is not your real credit score that mortgage lenders use. Right. Okay. All right. So what's the difference to this guy? He's going to put 5% down. <clears throat> and we thought maybe he could offer 322 on this house. We did some math because there wasn't going to be a real estate agent involved on the buy side. So the builder was already talking about discounting. Listed for 325 offering 322 maybe? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Including the landscaping. Oh, wow. Because I was telling them, they aren't getting any offers at their asking price. You know, right. Maybe you want to knock 3% off of that. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. So anyway, the difference between a 723 FICO score and a 756 in terms of monthly payment is, this is with 5% down, 33 bucks a month. Oh. So okay. not the end of the world, no. but still you'd rather not. And, and that's because of the different pricing for the PMI, private mortgage insurance, the cost of PMI varies depending on how much you're putting down percentage-wise and your FICO score. So then the interest rate would stay the same, but Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac charge a little more to deliver a 5% down loan with a 723 FICO score because it's, to them, riskier, and the exact dollar amount is $765 in additional closing costs. So let's say I was able to pay for all of his closing costs. If he had 756, well, now he'd have to pay for 760, It's a measurement of risk. That's right. All right, but wait, there's more. Okay. It's new construction. Oh, yeah. So I say to him, uh, I won't use his his real name, Fred, what do you think the property taxes are going to be? And he goes, I I don't know, maybe like four grand? And I'm like, oh, let me just pull up, okay, Water Village of Waterford. Uh, You can look up the mill rate. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Thank you. Okay, you know. Trained you well. It's not my first rodeo. The mill rate is 2.178%. So this is where the train came off the rails. That's like nearly $7,000 of probable tax. I said, you know, I'm not 100% sure on this. He goes, yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing we had the discussion on was, though, they are only taxing at 95.7% of the fair market value. So I even took that into account. Okay. So you can get this information on the Internet. Yeah. So it's like, hmm. That is way more than he wants to pay. In taxes. Yeah, and, and in a monthly payment. But well, it's a big house. It's not that big. It's like 1,800 to 2,000-square-foot ranch, right. you know. Um, but he was barking up the right trees like, hey, if I buy this new house, then I don't ever have to do any work on it. 
for a long time. For a long time, okay. except for the landscaping and this sort of thing. But, you yeah. know, the roof's good. The furnace is good. Okay. You know, as opposed to buying a 25-year-old house. That's or a 50-year-old house. Correct. Um, and then the other thing that has always been true is, hey, what if I kind of stretch and put 10% down? Okay, that'll make a difference of $124 in your monthly payment. Well, that sounds important. Well, but wait. I said, you could take the $16,000 difference, put it in a shoebox, yeah. and take out $124 every month to supplement your payment, and it would last for almost 11 years. And eventually your income is going to go up. Mm -hmm. So you won't have to keep taking it out. And I said, when life throws you a curveball, you are going to, I guarantee you, rather have... $12,000 more in your bank account than a payment that's $124. Correct. Less. And then lastly, uh, I just figured this out this morning because I put it through the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac automated underwriting. And this person is an up-and-comer, but more than half of his income is coming from commissions. So we're going to have to do a two-year average oh. of, his of his commission income. And that's going to change because I haven't seen what it is. All I know is what he made last year. Had he gone with a bank, and gotten a flimsy credit verified pre-approval, he'd be out there writing an offer perhaps on this house Yeah, because he wouldn't have known what the property taxes are, and they would have taken his word for his income, and that would have been a problem. All right, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about where mortgage rates are. They're really good. And a little story in the Wall Street Journal about new home sales. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. So much to talk about on this gorgeous day in Greater Milwaukee. Among the things uh, this half hour, guys, we're going to catch up on mortgage rates, right? I, I yes. Before that, I just we didn't spend enough time, and I wanted to talk about commission income, if only because it doesn't come up all that often. But your right. conversation yesterday was with someone who over 50% of their yeah, income was slightly commission. Over 50% on commission. Yep. So you tell that, you know, that goes into our computer system and then that bounces up against the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac automated underwriting systems. And I did take the time to run against both because every once in a while I get a different answer. Funny enough. But in this case, whether you put 5% or 10% down, run against Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, it says get and analyze two years worth of history. Because this particular uh, person has a year and a half at his current job where he's been earning well, commission. Commission is inherently variable. That's the idea. Okay. So what do you think we're going to end up doing on that? Make the case that the year and a half is relatively stable? That's right. But okay. we're going to probably have to average it. Oh. And kind of say, oh, if you were there for a half a year in 17, well, or actually, he, I think he started in September, so kind of look at the income over that entire period of time and average it rather mm -hmm. than just using his 2018 okay. income. So that could well, cause reduce being, the qualifying income. Yeah, having commission, it's kind of like being like half self-employed. You have to show your ability you, yeah. to make ends meet on this variability called commission. That's right. So then the other thing I'm going to try, though, is, is using the third-party written verification of employment. We can actually use uh, Equifax, one of the credit reporting agencies, now has a verification oh. service. And the cool thing about that is if we get a favorable number from them, Fannie Mae says that that number is bulletproof. Hmm. So why not try that? 
you know, maybe they come up with a higher number than a human underwriter would. Right. So anyway, little tricks of the trade there. Was there one other thing I was going to mention? Well, you that? just, w that if he had just gone to his bank or credit oh. union, they would have said, sounds good. Right. Because the question would be, how much do you earn? He would have said $90,000. Right. And there would and be if, no follow-up question. That's right. Or very well could be. And even if they, and then if they didn't bother to run the automated underwriting. Yeah. They would have probably had him out over his skis, if you will, uh, meaning using too much income. That's right. why the rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval is so important. We're trying to help people from well getting the getting cart before the yeah, horse, getting an accepted offer, and then two weeks after being like, "Sorry, yeah, yeah, that can be a problem." Anyway, all right. So uh, rates at the end of business on Friday, or I should say, when we open the store on. Monday, on a $200,000 loan, Acunet, we could get you all the way down to 3.99% on a 30-year fixed with an APR of 4.1. You would have to pay points, uh, about $2,400 in points, okay. to buy down the rate. But, uh, you know, if you kind of want that trophy rate with the three-handle, it is within sight. Currently, yes, not unreasonable. No. Although, I, what I've been telling people, David... I don't know if you've been doing the same thing as when we line up the, hey, you want to pay points or do you just want to pay the regular 1188 yeah. What is it with our normal so, 1188 uh, So if, without having to invest in points, 4.375%, mm -hmm. APR is 4.4. That's uh, just with $900 in cost. The payment difference between 399 and 4375 on a $200,000 loan is a whopping Forty-five bucks. So, how long would it take to recoup the extra cost? Almost of five years. All right. So, what I'm telling people is, you know what? In the next five years, we're probably going to have a thing called a recession. Yeah. And then long-term rates, as long as Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are still in business the way they are now. Yeah. I bet you I'm going to be able to get you that 3.99 for less cost, maybe no cost, mm -hmm. uh, versus what you'd have to pay to get it now. Wait, you're giving me a five-year head start. That's right. So, I mean, it's not guaranteed, but. Well, also, I, what I say to folks on the phone is, you get, how old are your kids? Two and four? Yeah. yeah. They're going to be in like third grade, and then you can pick up the phone and call me five years from now and say, David, I'm finally saving 45 bucks, bucks a, a month. month. That's right. And I have never gotten that phone call. Right, right, because up until that point, you're, yeah. you're behind the eight ball by paying the extra costs. All right. What do you got for a 15-year? Uh, Oh, while you're doing that, yeah. the other thing I just want to always point out to people is if you go to Quicken Loans, which is a registered trademark of Quicken Loans, Inc. or Intuit or some darn thing, they tack on an extra $1,150 yeah. uh, of underwriting and processing fees on top of anything else. Over to you, David. 15-year uh, fix, 3.99 with just $700 in cost. APR is 402. That's for a regular just pay off my loan faster. Yeah. Yep. Slick. Not bad. Rates are still good. They are very good, which is helping affordability. So uh, when we come back, uh, let us talk about the Wall Street Journal article that said that, what was the headline that it oh, said? Yeah, oh, come on, you're jumping on me. And you got a story, too, that I want to hear, too. What about? Uh, the folks who came into the office. Oh, my goodness, that's right. I got another good first-time homebuyer story. All right, that's more interesting than the Wall Street Journal article. <laughs> so we're going to tell that story when we come back. And you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, gentlemen, we've got another great uh, first-time homebuyer story, right? Yep. Not, uh, did I mention that it pays to stay in business? Yes. Yeah. 20 years we're going to be in business. So this is a story of a client's daughter, client's adult daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, she and her new husband, they're both teachers, and he owned a, and still does own a condo, a very 
inexpensive condo um, prior to them getting married this last year. Mm. And the carrying cost on that is $600 a month. The homeowners association dues are, I think, about the same as the rest of the mortgage payment, by Woof. the way. Yeah. Um, and they came in, they're like, we really want to put 20% down because we don't want to pay that evil PMI thing. Mm. Everybody loves to hate PMI. That's my, my turn of phrase there. And then, you know what? We don't really want to buy until after we sell our condo. I'm like, well, uh, let's just put the shoe on the other foot for a second and pretend you're entertaining offers on Fred's condo. Right. And you got one that was subject to the sale of that person's other condo. No, thank you. No. no this is the immediate kiss of death. And they already know that the inventory is tight as a lid on a pickle jar, tight as a lug nut on a flat tire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they're like, oh, okay. Well, and great savers, plus the families of them are willing to give them gifts, too. All right. Okay. So like, mm, I see how this is shaping up. All right. Another fact that we uncover in our conversation is that the husband kind of maybe wants to change jobs from hmm. being a full-time teacher to like a part-time teacher and then working at a not-for-profit foundation. Hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Together... They make too much money to qualify for any special lower price first time home buyer program. Uh, well, plus he's not a first time home buyer. Okay. He already owns one. But um but if we take him off the loan, then we don't have to recognize his income on some of our loan programs. And um and she makes enough to carry the water on based on her income alone, especially when we then don't have to count his condo payment oh. or his car loan. Shazam. Shazam. So then we start looking at the difference between uh, putting 20% down. So let's say we're looking at a $250,000 price range. It's so. just funny because we say this to folks every day that there is real life, which is, hey, you're both going to work jobs and you're both going right. to pay bills. And yep. then there's mortgage world where we present the best version mm-hmm. of you to make the cleanest approval possible that's right that's right we are about like cleanliness optimi- i was going to say an optimizing okay we're, we're about optimizing your mortgage situation yeah lower, lower payment. so here's the deal at 20 percent down we could give them that 4.375 on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar home and their total loan cost would be $1,263. All right. Then, um, and, and that would take 50, almost $54,000 when you take into account the, all the miscellaneous stuff, you yeah. know, putting money aside for the Escrow. taxes and all that stuff. And I said, well, let's take a look at 15%. Oh, we don't want to pay that evil price. I know. Just let me look at this. You Humor know, me, yeah. I can give you the same rate with no monthly PMI. Tell me more. Because their credit score is so good. Oh. And what we're doing in the background is giving them a, we're buying a PMI policy, but it's so cheap because of their good credit score and the 15% down payment. Sure. And let's just say it's totally possible and doesn't hurt acting at, I can give them the same rate, 4.375 with no monthly PMI. Uh, that changes their payment, David, by $62 a month. And they get to keep $12,250 aside yes please may i have some more please all right so let's do the math on that you take the twelve thousand two hundred fifty dollars that you didn't have to plunk down to get to that mythical twenty percent down payment you shove in the two by fours yeah. you put it in the two by fours into the shoe box whatever you could take out the sixty two dollars every month out of the shoe box yeah for are you ready 16.8 years they won't even live in the house that long no exactly yeah so again 
we're talking, we're coaching people. People don't know this stuff, nor no. should they. Right. Right? I mean, they're not finance uh, They're experts. not thinking about, yeah, they're not right. thinking about this so every day. So it's our job to help people optimize. Well, and if they had said, no, we want to put 20% down, yeah. at, at some point we just say, sounds good. Right, because how many people walking out there even understand that you can get a mortgage with less than 20% down and not pay monthly PMI? Nobody. Nobody. Or very few. If there you're are the mortgage people who don't know that's that. That's right. That's <laughs> true. Um, and then what you know what we'll do to, as this develops is I, I didn't have time, but we can also look at paying the monthly PMI. Sure. You know, because it's so cheap when yeah. you have great credit and 15% down. That's my new favorite thing, 15% down. Just keep a little extra in your yeah, pocket. a little extra in your pocket. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll think about something to talk about. Oh, I know. The, the headline. The headline in the Wall Street Journal plus... Uh, the future of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. That's getting some mm, attention in still the. My heart. Yeah, I know, I know. And the realist, the realtors are waking up and smelling the coffee on that issue. We'll talk about that when we come back. And you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Find a place to call home. Without the headache, this is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. We are back with Brian and David, and uh, we're going to talk about that Wall Street uh, article. All right. Yeah, David, what's the Wall Street Journal headline? Uh, sales of new homes in the U.S. fell in January, signaling a weak start to 2019 for the troubled U.S. housing industry. Troubled we new, are. New home sales fell 6.9%, according to the Commerce Department. That's and an annualized rate, by the way. When you were saying 639,000, oh. that's not the number that sold in per year. January. That's an annualized rate. Got it. So. But uh, they fell by 6.9%. But then when you go and look at the PDF from the uh, Commerce Department, Department, that has a plus minus error factor of 16% either way. That's right. And so also, so, is the housing market troubled? It depends on where you are. Correct. And it, at what price point you're trying to buy as it, too. As we demonstrated at the top of the show. And every week. If you're under 400 in the southeastern Wisconsin, yeah. the housing market ain't troubled. The only trouble we have is not enough inventory. Right. So please build more homes and list your home for sale now. Yeah. If you're above that, you know, if you're at the, you know, 750000 and up, well, okay, you've yeah, got a ton that, of supply. But that's a boring headline. Come on, troubled right. is right. troubled. much more Ooh, turmoil. Maybe you're troubled on the coasts where things are really expensive. Yeah. But, um, so the real problem, folks, is that 639,000 new homes being constructed is not enough because the last time I checked, I think new household formation in the United States of America is at over a million. Supply and demand. Yeah. Not enough supply. All right. So then anything else you want to say on mm -hmm. that? Okay. So now, uh, Mark, you and I and David and all of our listeners, we are all the proud owners of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Woo. We've talked about this before. Last year, we brought in $24.6 billion of profit. That's with a B. And I asked David, oh, how yeah. does that compare with Apple? Uh, I think they made $50 billion. Yeah. Okay. So, so Fannie and Freddie together, we own them as taxpayers raking that in by the way we made all the money back that we ever pumped into them plus a lot more so we are profitable all right i must have missed my check in the mail i guess ah uh, it's going directly to the uh treasury oh. department to use to um they also know, work for me though so. fund the deficit oh okay as we say so anyway the point is that there is uh movement both in the trump administration and in congress to take another serious look at getting us we the people the taxpayers out of guaranteeing mortgages because that's what we do right now fannie and freddie promise anybody who buys a bundle of their mortgages which 
could be the State Teachers Pension Fund of Oslo, Norway. It could be, you know, a bank. Anybody who wants to get a decent interest rate. Yeah. And right now, if they bought a bundle of 30-year fixed rate loans, they'd probably be making around 3.5%. Right. Which is way better than investing in German 10-year treasury bonds, which are paying under one-tenth of a percent. Yes. All right. So the fact that the federal government, us, the taxpayers, are guaranteeing the timely repayment of interest and eventual return of all principal to the investor is what makes the 30-year fixed rate mortgage world go round. Yes. Well, if you take the government guarantee away... It becomes more risky. And private capital comes in, then interest rates, I say, go up 1%. Yeah. So instead of saying 4.375, if you know somebody turned a light switch and this happened, it would be 5.375 with no other economic... Uh, differences. Differences. So, so I noticed in this month's uh, issue of the Wisconsin Real Estate Magazine, because you know I am a card-carrying real estate broker, mm. and I'm a member of the WRA, the WRA, the president of the WRA is talking about how the National Association of Realtors is waking up and going, yeah, you know what? So they held a big conference in Washington, D.C., where they had Barney Frank, who's a Democrat, who was part of the Dodd-Frank you know, yeah. team in 28, 2008. Yeah. Uh, and also Jeb Henserling, who was the former House Finance uh, chairperson. Yep. And they wrote a big commission, some doctoral guy from a university, and like, here's our plan for how we think you should do this. Mm -hmm. And they're proposing turning Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac into a public utility, oh. heavily regulated. So interesting idea. But they're kind of saying, oh, this is a sign. The reason I'm bringing this up is, if the realtors are getting their political muscle involved in this... They're the second most powerful lobbying group in the country. After? The National Rifle Association. Oh, okay. Anyway. Funny how they have the same initials. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Anyway, um, you know, it's maybe not... I'm not holding my breath. You're not holding your breath, right? Because it takes a lot of will to say, hey, we're going to make everybody's... Well, so what does that mean for home buyers? Is It means rates remain reasonable right now and, and buy as much house as well, you can right now that's exactly the bring it home point that i wanted to make so yeah. when i'm talking to the first time home buyers uh whether they are you know the people we talked about looking at the new construction or the other people that came into the office part of my spiel is it's human nature to assume that tomorrow is going to be like today yeah and there's this thing afoot called changing up fannie Mae and freddie mac which is the plumbing of the mortgage business if that happens, it could mean that if you, you won't know, buy the two-bedroom house yeah. with the intention of buying the three- or four-bedroom house, you know, five or seven years from now, the world could be different. Yeah. So buy as much as you can today uh, within reason. All right. All you got to do to get started with your rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval from Acunet, which is helping home buyers win every day over other offers, along with our other smart advice that we give realtors and home buyers, is to click on the blue button at accunet.com. See you again next week, Mark. All right, gentlemen, enjoy the hour as usual. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.